0: You're listening to True North with Pastor Gary Cuddle of Gary Cuddle Ministries.
1: Being in harmony deals with working your gifts and talents together, but being in agreement deals with your spirit, making sure that you're not just going along to get along, but on the inside you resist and you hate what you're doing because you still don't agree with, it. I'm going to do it, but I ain't going to do it with a good attitude, amen. God wants us to be in agreement in spirit. And sometimes the most difficult challenge for us is to figure out how we can not only get along outwardly, but get along inwardly.
0: Do you like doing the dishes? What about mowing the lawn or yard work? You might not like to do any of these chores, but you do them anyway, and often without the best attitude. When it comes to serving the Lord and God's people, though, you must not only serve outwardly, but with a heart and spirit that is in alignment with God and His will. Remembering, as Pastor Gary says, you must do the work of the Lord with your heart, in the right place, and not just your hands. Now, here's Pastor Gary in the book of 2 Chronicles chapter 5. As he begins his message, when the promises go up, the glory comes down.
1: 2 Chronicles chapter number 5, we're looking at verses 13 and 14 to give you context. Uh, Verse 1 said, uh, thus all the work of Solomon made for the house of the Lord was finished, and Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had dedicated, so they began to put everything in place for the 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 new temple for the Lord. And now watch with me, verse 13. It came to pass as the trumpeters and singers, by the way, uh there were a hundred and twenty priests with trumpets. Could you imagine how loud a hundred and twenty trumpets would be? Pretty loud. That would be disruptive. Amen. Came to pass that the trumpeters and singers were as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they filled up, excuse me, lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals. There's your drums, Amen. They say Amen right there, Jude. Where's he at? And the instruments of music. It didn't even tell us, it just said instruments, so you could imagine. The variety that must have been there. And praise the Lord, saying for his good, for his mercy endureth forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. The subject of my message this morning is when the praises go up, the glory comes down. I do realize that this is an Old Testament passage. Many would argue today that God does not manifest his what they called Shekinah or visible glory of God today like He did back in that day but uh and I'm not necessarily advocating for us going to look for a visible fog, although I don't think it's an impossibility with God. Some may say amen. Uh, But I believe that the glory of God is so much more than that which you see with the natural eye. It is to behold the Lord in his glory. It is for God to be able to open the spiritually blinded eye to the sheer weight and power and glory and magnificence of God our Creator. And the Bible said in the New Testament, we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That was a reference to Jesus Christ. And truly, I believe that there is no purer or more perfect portrait of the glory of God in all of its magnificence than what was poured into His Son, Jesus Christ. In fact, if you want to see the the purest splendor and display of God's glory and grace uh, uh, with the most intensity at any point given in human history, it would be as He hung on the cross and paid for the sins of all of humanity, past, present, and future. But I do believe that he, just as then, even so today, when God's people decide that they're going to uh, praise the Lord, that is, they're going to uh, let others in on what they have beholden with their own spiritual eyes, uh, that God will begin again to fill the house and help the people manifest Himself to others who are uh, previously just onlookers. I would submit to you that that many come to church today not looking for God. They might be looking for a program. They might be looking for a man. They might be looking for an artist. They might be looking for a religious experience similar to what they experienced growing up as a child. But many people don't actually come uh, with, regardless of what they think about church uh, they're not really looking for God even if that's what they think they're looking for I don't know about you but I remember going to church for two long years before I ever got saved I remember on September the ninth of 1990 I went to church as at any other day as like any other Sunday before that not expecting, not looking for God to manifest His glory uh, through the cross to a little 11 year old boy that needed salvation by grace and through faith. I already thought I was saved. But that day I was coming looking for another religious experience uh, but instead I run headlong into a savior named Jesus Christ uh, because that day God's people began to praise the Lord and when they did God showed up and began to manifest himself not only to those who already got a close glimpse of him but he began to manifest himself to those uh, that didn't even know him uh, and he began to draw sinners to repentance and before that day was over me and my two older brothers all got gloriously born again because God in heaven revealed himself uh, to us amen I've seen as many or more people saved under a worshipful atmosphere as I have seen people saved under the preaching of God's word It is not, uh, I'm not suggesting that we do away with preaching. To the contrary, it wasn't that they had never heard. It's just that what they had already heard and the seeds that were already sown in their heart, uh, God was then able to water and give the increase. So we desperately need the preaching of God's Word. But I've seen uh, people begin to worship God in spirit and in truth uh, and God take over the place where the preacher couldn't utter another word uh, and the singers had to stand still uh, and the, there was a quiet and holy hush that come over the audience because God began to reveal himself and as, as the old time preacher used to say, uh, the big preacher showed up this morning. Amen. Uh, and he began to talk to hearts and change lives and marriages were put back together. I've even seen people healed by the grace of God, and I've seen people come to an altar and beg God to save him because the Holy Ghost was doing the preaching that morning. And a lot of times that happens only when God's people lift up praises to him. What happens in this scenario is that we take our eyes off of our circumstances. We take our eyes off of our problems. We take our eyes off of what bothers us and what wearies us and what worries us. Too many people come to church today, amen, uh, and treat church as the complaint department. Can I get an amen? Amen, this is the place where we dump all our troubles on everybody else and expect them to come to our aid and our rescue. And then they get mad because the church can't meet their need. Or they get mad because the church won't meet their need. But I'm kind of like Paul, uh, or like Peter was uh, uh, with that blind man. I'm like silver and gold, have I none? My pockets are empty, boys, but such as I have give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. You can, you can get up and go on if you'll make Jesus your Lord and Savior and if you'll trust him to be your provider and your sustainer because Jesus can do for you what I cannot do. I can't lead you to myself because I will run out quick. But I'll lead you to the one who will never run dry. Amen. And his name is Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong. I think the church ought to stand up and help one another whenever possible, whenever led by the Holy Spirit. But let me tell you something. If you want something that will last and last for eternity. You're going to have to quit looking for material bread and start looking for the bread of life uh, that will never leave you hungry and that water of life that will never leave you thirsty again. But church, if we want God to manifest himself to this generation, and can I put it this way, get them hooked on the glory of God, then they're going to have to see the glory of God at work in our midst. We're gonna have to be—we're uh, gonna have to be done. D O N E. Done with dead, dry religion. We—we we cannot accept a substitute, a cheap substitute uh, for the presence of God. My prayer every time we come in here is that God would do a work in our hearts. Uh, that's essentially saying, God, would you show up? Uh, show up through the preaching of your word. Show up through the singing uh, of uh, the song. Songs of Zion and touch hearts and change lives and may the Spirit of God move and work mightily in our midst. But I see if we're, going to have to, if we're going to have that kind of a display of God's weight and God's glory that changes hearts and transforms lives, uh, then we're going to have to get some things in order and, uh, in the area of worship. Somebody say amen. Look at verse number 13. Uh, uh, it said, uh, it came even to pass as the trumpeters and singers were as, what? Were as one. Number 1, we're going to have to be in sync in our worship. Uh any of you who uh any of you who uh, who watch people who do uh, what is it called choreography? Choreography. Uh which means they put dance to song. Uh they uh, when they all dancing and doing the same moves together, they call that being in sync. Uh it, it's not just uh it's not necessarily that they're singing the same note, but it's they're doing it in unison. They're doing it in sync with one another so that there's togetherness in their placing and in their timing. When you're in sync, you have your place and you have your timing so that you're all doing something together in unity. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Now let me say this. Nothing replaces corporate worship for the child of God. Nothing replaces meeting at the house of God with the people of God. If you want to know the definition of the word church as found in the New Testament, it is that of assembling together in the same geographical location for the specific purpose of bringing glory and honor to Jesus Christ and I understand uh, in today's world we have technology that can reach across uh, uh, the world and touch people in places that can't be here physically but never let the Christians substitute actual assembling together amen and to substitute that with anything else if they have the power to do so because there's something about corporate worship when we get together listen uh, uh, it cultivates uh, unity it cultivates uh, unity in worship, unity in service, unity in praise, uh, and and it cultivates an atmosphere where you are motivated and you're driven by one another. You feed off of one another. It cultivates fellowship, and none of that can you have being physically separated uh, from one another for any length of time. Corporate worship. I'm talking about coming together. Now, It's not my intent to hurt anybody's feelings or ruffle anybody's feathers or make somebody feel condemned because they can't come. I understand there are people that just can't do it. That's not what I'm talking about. But what I am talking about is this very loose and uh, disrespectful attitude towards the assembling together. We have almost made it optional, like... As if it's not that big a deal if we do prioritize something else. Like uh, we treat it as optional as which grocery store we might go to this week. We treat it as optional as what drink I might order this afternoon with my meal should we go, should we not? I don't know. Let's take a family vote on it. I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, my daddy rounded us up and we went to church. He didn't take no vote from the kids. We was going, amen. And and it was no option. It was just this is as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I thank God that my daddy was like that. I don't recall a time that I didn't want to go because I found my place in the church. I found my place of acceptance. I found my place of purpose. I found my place of love. I found my place of direction. Amen. I was bound for hell and headed there fast and there was no hope for me and I was a pitiful sight to behold but thank God for the family of God called the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and I know she has her problems and she has her tumors and she has her cancers and she has her blemishes but let me tell you something she's the bride of Christ and Jesus still loves her and I do too. I'm not going to abandon the church because she has her problems amen Amen. what we got to do is get in sync instead of getting divided that means we need to be in the same place in the same timing working together to accomplish worship to god and service to his name acts 20 chapter 2 verse 44 and all that believed were together and had all things common that means what's mine is yours and what's yours is mine you can't be any more synced than than that can you They were so radical back in the early days. They'd sell houses and land and give it all to the church and trust God for their provisions for the rest of their life. How many Christians you know do that today? Amen. I don't know of many. I know of a few that have sold out for Jesus, trusting God. And let me tell you, God has been their portion. They wouldn't have it any other way. What am I talking about this morning? I'm talking about being in sync with the place that God has you called to. And some of you need to join the church because god have been dialing your number and you've been putting it off, but when God marks the place and calls you to it, you need to be obedient to the Lord, amen? If you're going to get in sync with the program that God has got going on here, then you're going to have to join up with what God is leading you to. That was free. It didn't cost you any extra, amen? (laughs) I'm trying to go a little easier because my voice is giving me trouble. So we got to be in sync. Number two, verse 13 goes on and says, To make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. They lifted up their voice with the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music. Not only were they in sync, but number two, they were in harmony. If in, being in sync is a, a reference to their place and their timing, right here and right now, somebody say amen, then being in harmony, Harmony means that they're together in their gifts and talents Uh, because what they're doing is they're using their voices and they're using their instruments. They're, They're using those gifts that God gave them to harmonize. And this is powerful. I've preached on this before, but harmony indicates distinction of notes with unity of song. Distinction of notes, unity of song. Your gift is different than mine. That don't mean we can't work together in harmony. Amen. God wants to make melody in our midst. God wants to take your gift and your gift and your gift and work it all together for his glory and his honor. And if we'll get in harmony with the good Holy Ghost, we'll sing a tune that hell can't stop. But we've got to get together together. A house divided against itself cannot stand. You know what the problem is? We got one over here singing Amazing Grace with their gift, and we got one over here singing a Led Zeppelin song with their gift and they're clashing there's no harmony there's no unity and that's not a knock on those who listen to Zeppelin. I don't don't get distracted by that uh, illustration I'm simply saying that you got one over here with one song you got one over here with this agenda you got one over here thinks we need to do it this way you got one over here thinks we need to do it that way and nobody can get along with anybody because we've got too many chiefs and not enough engines in the house of God And what God's saying is, I put a head over the church, which is Christ, and I put an under-shepherd under the head, which is the pastor. And if y'all get in harmony with the vision of the pastor that God sent you, then you can work all your gifts together in harmony and do something that you never achieve any other way. The reason so many churches are split up into splinters and splinters on top of splinters and splinters on top of splinters. And I mean, it used to started with one church that had 300. Now it's down about six churches that have about 20 each big logs split up into so many splinters, they're divided because nobody could get along. Everybody had a different agenda, a different way of doing things, a different method, a different plan, a different strategy, and nobody wanted to follow the leadership of one man with one mind and heart with God. Amen, let's just try to do something and see if we can't work together instead of working against each other. Listen, when God calls the pastor to lead the church down a ministry avenue or path, right? Right? The church can't be just saying, oh, we can't do that. We shouldn't do this. We should do this over here and trying to redirect everything. What happens is you have a church without leadership. Because though he might be there in position, he's not there in influence because nobody's respecting the lead. Amen. Now, this is for the benefit of every preacher that listens to my sermons every week. Amen. That might this might be an encouragement to them. And also those other church members in other churches that sometimes tune into our services, Because they might be out of fellowship with their church, and God's trying to call them back to repentance. Amen. I thank God for the unity that's here. Amen. Praise God. So far, we've been able to work together and resolve differences. Hallelujah. I pray that it's always like that. Amen. And if there are differences that are unresolved, I pray that they'll resolve in time as the Holy Ghost touches hearts. We're not going to make mountains out of molehills. We're not going to lose uh, big battles over little ones. We're, you know we got to keep our eye on the prize here, church. Amen. Some things ain't worth fighting over. Some things ain't worth fussing over. Are you hearing me? I'm talking about staying in harmony. Figure out how you can use your gift to complement the ministry here instead of frustrated or stop it or reroute it. Are you with me? Say amen. So we got to be in sync. We got to be in harmony. Our differences should not divide us, but unite us so long as we harmonize to God's sheep music. Acts 4.32, the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that all of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. So there's power in being in sync. There's power in being in harmony. And then there's power in in being in agreement. Now, being in sync deals with the physical location and timing. Being in harmony deals with working your gifts and talents together. But being in agreement deals with your spirit, making sure that you're not just going along to get along, but on the inside you resist and you hate what you're doing because you still don't agree with it. I'm going to do it, but I ain't going to do it with a good attitude. Amen. Amen. God wants us to be in agreement in spirit. And sometimes the most difficult challenge for us is to figure out how we can not only get along outwardly, but get along inwardly. If you're with me, say amen. Verse 13, and they praise the Lord, the Bible said, saying, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. You see, they were saying the same thing about God. And there's a lot of things we may disagree on, but we, we must all agree on this one thing. God is good, and it's mercy. Endures forever. You see, instead of focusing on the things that we're different on, we should focus on what we know is true, and we should focus on Him, lifting Him up. Amen. Uh, uh, there may be different ways that we might want to approach soul winning. You may have your strategy, I may have my strategy, but listen, if we can all come into agreement that God is Lord and He is good and His mercy endures forever, and that every man needs Jesus, and I believe we can do mighty exploits together for the cause of Christ. Together, their actions, uh, they were together, rather, in their actions and words. Their attitude, their actions, and their words were all in agreement. Jesus said in John 4, 23, But the hour cometh, and now is, when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. So there's the Spirit, there's the text, and there's the Spirit. We know what the Bible says. Some of us know what the Bible says, but we ain't happy about trying to live it. Thou shalt not commit adultery. Well, I know it's in there, and I know it ain't right. I know it ain't right, but I can't help it. I got a thing for her. You're still living in sin. You need to get right with God. Amen. You know the truth, but you're not in agreement with it in your spirit because your flesh is taken over. That's right. Well, I don't, and there's some people so bold as to say, I don't care what the Bible says. You, you don't either, agree either with what is written or what's in your spirit. The Bible says uh, that some, the foolish go right on and are punished.
0: Thanks for listening today to Pastor Gary's message on True North. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an edition. If you've enjoyed today's message, please leave us a note in the comments and be sure to share these teachings with others. True North is a part of Gary Cottle Ministries, and you can learn more by visiting our website, garycoddle.com. Is there something we could be praying for in your life right now? Let Pastor Gary know by sending an email to contact at garycoddle.com. That's contact at garycoddle.com. D-I-L-L dot com. Would you do something for us, too? Would you pray for this ministry of True North? We want to make sure we're following God's plans for us at all times, with courage to step out in faith and humility to allow Him to work. Please pray that we'd stay tethered to the Lord always. Would you also pray for others who will be listening to this broadcast? Pray that God will open ears and hearts to his truth and that many will come to know Jesus as their personal Savior. Thanks for partnering with us in this way. Our time with you is up for today, but thanks for joining us for this edition of True North.